Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we try to cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. In a bombshell development, Tucker Carlson gets fired by Fox News. Elon's Twitter blue fiasco blows up in his face, as everyone expected. And Joe Biden announces his candidacy for a second term as president of the United States of America. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating and a review on the app that you're listening on. Be sure to subscribe at didnothingwrongpod.com to get our content straight into your inbox. All of our work is free, but we're extremely grateful for paid subscriptions and donations that ensure that we can keep doing this important work. Thank you. Well, the day has finally come, and somehow we're not all dead. Um, <laughs> but I just figured he'd blow us all up somehow, but no, we're still here. No, we're still here. we are. We are. Feel pretty good, actually. Everything's everything's pretty good. I'm <laughs> a little shocked. I, I, you, uh, you know, you've been hitting the gym? Like, yeah. Trained last night. Everything went well. You know, it's pretty great. good. Yeah. Feeling good about it. I'm glad to hear it. Uh-huh. How about you? How's the running going? Oh, it, it's good. Good stuff. It's good. Thank All you. Right. I went, right. yeah, I went, went this morning and it's uh, 40 degrees in Tennessee Hell in yeah. almost May. And I'm not at all <laughs> concerned about the climate. Uh, <laughs> the world is, the world is fine and we don't even need a new one. No, so. absolutely. We'll, we'll be great. We'll be great. Our kids will be great. And it's just going to go on forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Elon will get us to Mars. So, yes. uh, and he definitely is. I think he's already figured out terraforming. So, um, I just assume he's just going to go on and on. I just assume it'll work as well as all of his other projects have at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another. We should have that discussion later. Yeah. In any case, yeah, the big news Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News quite suddenly and apparently without any warning whatsoever. Well, 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 he got. He got a little warning. A little uh, warning. Early reports say that Fox News let him know he was fired 10 minutes before they <laughs> announced it to the press. <laughs> 10 whole minutes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> 10 his, minutes. His coffee was almost done brewing. <laughs> hey, why don't you come in here? We can have a little pre-show meeting. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably about how it went. Can you imagine? Like, this is the guy who's known for having that, like, very confused look on his face during the broadcast. I want to know if he got that confused look on his face when he got fired. <laughs> this is this is why we need video. I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and it I think it was pretty obvious to us in the moment because he didn't have any sort of bullshit narrative already out there and pre-prepared and ready to go. The right didn't immediately Nothing. say, you know, Rupert Murdoch was found in a Chinese whorehouse and <laughs> the place was owned by George Soros and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab was running security and I big pharma sponsored the <laughs> cocktails or whatever i mean they're something they they the ukrainian bio hunter biden the lab hunter biden the, the laptop did it i don't know there just wasn't anything they were just quiet the only people that had it at first were you know the big mainstream journalists on twitter and at first it didn't seem like anybody wanted to believe it like everybody i, I saw it first and was kind of i think it was oliver darcy 
where I saw it and I was kind of like, wait, what? Are you, are you sure? Is this really yeah. him? You know, we've had some, some problems with some check marks and some, you know, lack of verification here lately. So I'm gonna make sure you're the real guy from CNN. Oh my God, you are. <laughs> and you ran with this. So it's probably true, but we should see some other sources. And after it starts coming in, it was like, what just happened? Yeah. This is amazing. There's no statement from Tucker. There's no spin. Guys like Charlie Kirk are just reporting it. They're not offering any commentary at all. Just Tucker is out. Yeah. And they're all kind of searching for their hot takes and what, what's our, what's our narrative here? What are we saying? Who are we blaming this on? Who, who is responsible? Who does MAGA need to direct all their hate mail and mean tweets to? There was a solid hour where they had no idea what to do. It was very clear. They just didn't know. Yeah. And that is, that is how we know. And that is how it's obvious that they didn't see this coming. And I'm sure that's why Fox did it the way that they did it. Because if you give Tucker, (laughs) if you give that guy an hour, a few, even Three hours may as well be three weeks in traditional media. 20 minutes probably would have been enough. Yeah. He, he can text a few people, call a couple guys, and then the whole the whole social media sphere knows where they're going and knows how they're spinning it. And he would have had something else lined up, something else. I'm going to be on Rumble or I'm going to partner with whomever and I'm going to go on Steve Bannon's show or... <laughs> You saw my you saw my poll with where should Tucker go next? He he would have been on one of those four options, and I, I believe the four options yeah. were Bannon, Bannon's show, Alex <laughs> Jones and Infowars, Nick Fuentes and America First, and Russia Today. And I, I think far and away, Russia Today is is winning for the for the next logical step for Tucker. <laughs> Well, he's already on the daily shows in Russia from yeah. clips. I mean, they might as well just go all the way and put the real guy on. Might as well. They show enough of his clips anyway. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, just just pay him directly at this point. Yeah, forget the tape delay. You could file FARA on that. You can you could just file a FARA and you'd be okay, right? Right? <laughs> I I would love to know how many different clips and how many times he's commented on people who have filed FARA. <sighs> Yeah, the Foreign Foreign Agent Registration Act. How many different foreign agents has Tucker criticized and called out on his show? But again, and we've talked about this repeatedly, and but I'll say it once more, the hypocrisy is not the point. They don't care. He would do it anyway. If Tucker thinks he can get ahead by being a registered foreign agent of Luxembourg or Russia or New Zealand or whatever it is, he'll do it because... They don't care if they're hypocrites and you can gotcha these people all day and it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect them. They've got a story to sell unless they don't. And in this case, they didn't because they weren't prepared. Nothing. Here's what Gabriel Sherman had to say over at Vanity Fair in his article titled Tucker Carlson was blindsided by Fox News firing. The media world was blindsided by the news that Tucker Carlson and Fox News would be parting ways. So was Carlson. On Monday morning, Fox News CEO Suzanne Scott called Carlson and informed him he was being taken off the air. And his Fox News email account was shut off. (laughs) Presumably before he could send out some nasty fucking emails. Damn. (laughs) Again, they know who this man is. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he was treated like just the lowly Enron employee or whatever. Treated like a Twitter contractor or something, you know, like one uh-huh. of Elon Musk's no longer needed Twitter staff or something. Just damn. 
Yeah, your badge doesn't work if you don't try to enter the building because you can't get in. Nope, nope. Yeah. Wow. Okay, continuing here. According to a source briefed on the conversation, Carlson was stunned by his sudden ouster from his 8 p.m. show, the most watched program in cable news last month. Carlson was in the midst of negotiating the renewal of his Fox News contract through 2029, the source said. As of last week, Carlson had told people he expected the contract to be renewed. Carlson has told people he doesn't know why he was terminated. According to the source, Scott refused to tell him how the decision was made. She only said that it was made, quote, from above, unquote. Carlson has told people he believes his controversial show is being taken off the air because the Murdoch children intend to sell Fox News at some point. The article continues. Details are emerging about Carlson's exit. The Los Angeles Times reported that Carlson's exit is related to the discrimination lawsuit filed by Abby Grossberg, a producer fired last month, and that the decision to fire Carlson came from Fox Corps chairman Rupert Murdoch. And the Washington Post reported that Carlson's comments about management revealed in the defamation case brought by Dominion Voting Systems, which Fox settled last week for $787.5 million, quote, played a role in his departure, unquote. This has got to hurt. I am pouring one out over here for TV's most popular white nationalist. Here's a few of Tucker's greatest hits to remember him by. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Here's a very simple question. How many Americans have died after taking the COVID vaccines? Last night, we told you that the Biden administration is funding a number of secretive biolabs in Ukraine, labs that are conducting experiments on highly dangerous pathogens. The Biden administration is perfectly aware of this. They're panicked about it, but they have lied about this fact to the public. Just two weeks ago, for example, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin told the U.S. Senate that Russian military power is, quote, waning. In other words, Russia is losing the war. That was a lie. He knew it was when he said it, but he repeated it in congressional testimony. That is a crime. For 100 years, he got it right, since the close of the First World War, the United States has been the preeminent nation on Earth. For 40 of those years, we were locked in a Cold War with the Soviet Union, of course. But at no time, no matter what they may have claimed, was there ever really a question about who was the most powerful country. We were the most powerful country. It was the American era. That era just ended a little over two years into Joe Biden's presidency. But amazingly, no one in this country seemed to notice that it happened. That story is not leading the news tonight. Instead, we're arguing about whether or not to arrest Donald Trump for a fake crime to keep him from running for president again. Why do I care what's going on in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia? And I'm serious. Like, why do I care? And why shouldn't I root for Russia, which I am? So that is Greg Abbott's position. There is no right of self-defense in Texas. We're going to keep trying to reach the governor of Texas, get his views on that, and the attorney general, for that matter. Julian Assange, for example, he's rotting away in a prison in London right now. Why? He published information that the U.S. government wanted to keep secret, not to protect us, but to protect themselves. We're going to go to Carrie Lake, who is running for the governor of Arizona, one of the most watched races in the country. She joins us tonight. Carrie Lake, thanks so much for coming on. Where do you think you are in this? Uh, well, I, I feel 100% certain I'm going to win. The question is, how big will that win be? The single most popular democratically elected president of any country in the world, by far, a man who enjoys support from his population, measured outside sources in the high 80s to the 90%. That's how much support he has. Contrast that with our own president, whose support hovers in the mid-30s. 
But Nayib Bukele the, pres- Bukele, the president of El Salvador, is overwhelmingly popular. So the race riots of 2020, of course, were never about George Floyd, obviously. That's why there are no statues of him in American cities. They were about changing the country forever. And the first step, of course, was defunding police departments across the country and forcing them to lower their standards to attract unqualified applicants, hiring officers based on skin color rather than integrity or skill or self-control, all in the name of equity. Now, does that result in better policing? Well, what happened in Memphis a few weeks ago is one indicator. Tucker out at Fox is a major loss for extremists all across the board. 4chan, the Donald, Patriots.win, QAnon folks, all of these people saw Tucker as a vehicle <laughs> to launder their talking points into the mainstream discourse. Yeah, Matt Gates specifically mentioned the fact that when he was blocking Kevin McCarthy from getting enough votes to become speaker, Tucker was the only mainstream host who would really let Gates and his allies get their message out to the public. It's a major loss for them, and it's mm-hmm. the value that they saw in him. You know, and I was going through reaction stuff yesterday and happened to run across, you know, Vince James from Red Elephants playing clips of Tucker and talking about, well, Tucker can't say what's coming next here because Tucker has to stay on a mainstream interview. He can't name the Jew like I can, but here's what he's really saying. And here's how he's red pilling people. Obviously, we disagree with him in terms of the whole racial thing, although he doesn't he can't really go completely all in obviously he has to keep his position on fox news i mean he's red pilling four million people and then with the clip about the adl which we're going to get to next was even bigger was even bigger and no one is ever going to be able to take that back because now it's gotten four million views on his show it's on youtube and a lot of people would say well tucker carlson can only redeem himself if he breaks away from fox news and starts his own news network and he talks about all these different things that is I disagree with that because if you look at Tucker Carlson right now, he has access to 4 million people. Those 4 million people aren't going to follow him to a new news network. You don't have the same amount of people watching OAN or any of these other like alternative news networks on mostly social media for the most part because, you know, people just don't take the step to follow their favorite hosts over to these other platforms. And then also because social media is banning them from social media platforms. They're banning them from YouTube. They're banning them from from Twitter and Instagram and, and, and so forth. And Tucker Carlson did this segment and then this segment went up on YouTube. And so in my opinion, he should be he should try to stay on Fox News for as long as as long as humanly possible so that he can he can still uh have that audience and have that reach. And it's like You can listen to people from the left talk about how Tucker does this, or you can pull up clips of the guys themselves talking about how Tucker does this if you don't believe us. It's all right there. Well, and I heard the same thing with Darren Beatty went on Charlie Kirk's show this morning, Mm -hmm. and Darren was telling Charlie Kirk about how Tucker was the only one that would have Darren on on at Fox. He was the only person that would have him as a guest that Tucker promoted Darren Beatty's site, Revolver News, more than anyone, that he helped promote the Ray Epps, the whole narrative that we talked about about Ray Epps was the one who apparently convinced all the Trump supporters to go into the Capitol on January 6th and the idea that 
he was working for the FBI and it was all an inside job. That started with Darren Beatty, but it got widespread acceptance in, within MAGA and on the right because Tucker Carlson kept airing it. And Darren Beatty even mentioned on there that Ted Cruz was on Tucker's show on the same day that Darren Beatty had a guest spot. And what happened is Ted did his interview and then Tucker asked him directly about Ray Epps and about January 6th because he just talked to Darren Beatty and Darren Beatty said, oh no, you know, the police aren't good and the Trump supporters were just misled and, and the FBI set them up and now they've all been sent to the gulag and Tucker put Ted Cruz on the spot and made him fall in line with that sort of narrative because that's what MAGA and the extremists want to happen. They want these fringe ideas and theories that aren't backed up by much of anything to become accepted as truth within the the mainstream right. <laughs> and if you put a guy like Ted Cruz on the spot, a guy who has clearly no spine and does not want to handle the barrage of criticism and hate mail that he would receive if he if he said no, if he didn't fall in line. When you put him on the spot, he mm -hmm. goes along with it. And as most of them do, because they're cowardly little children who don't want to lose their their office. They don't want to get primaried by a a further right or more MAGA candidate. So mm -hmm. they're gonna do it. Tucker was so critical for them in taking the most extreme fringe idea. He did this so many times out of the hands of, you know, Darren Beatty or Matt Gates or Rand Paul or Thomas Massey or Jim Jordan and turning it into something that guys like Ted Cruz felt like they had no choice but to address. And he took guys that are right wing performers, guys that are just, you know, the bottom of Twitter and treated them like journalists who rivaled and even surpassed the New York Times. Yeah, he did. But these people did not, in fact, behave like journalists. If you're <laughs> familiar with these names, you know exactly what I mean. We're talking about Tucker's expert guests like Andy No, Glenn Greenwald, Aaron Maté, Michael Tracy, and a more recent addition, Matt Taibbi. <laughs> Famous journalist there. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the so-called journalist label really fit once he started getting those Tucker invites. Uh-huh. <laughs> and of course, as his stock and value and truth-telling rose on the right, his objective journalistic integrity and truth-telling plummeted. But that was a world that they created. It was a it was a isolated little bubble where for the three to seven million, I think roughly uh, viewers that Tucker would get every night. It, it was the objective truth. It, it clearly wasn't, but to them it was because no one else would tell you. These right. things. And, and Tucker wouldn't tell his audience that, Hey, my writers and producers spend the day scrolling through V dare and 4chan and the Donald and all these horrible places for content that, that we think the audience needs to hear for some, God awful reason, but we know we we know mm -hmm. they did that because so often, so frequently, either the same day or a day or two later, you get these stories from Tucker that were breaking on 4chan earlier that day or a few days before. And it and it's just 
it is presented in this more cleaned mm-hmm. up and and presentable fashion, but it was essentially the same talking points. They might change, they might soften up a few words, they might not include every gruesome detail, but it's it's the same narrative. You can't put VDare content on the air anywhere, but if you clean it up just a little bit and you take out some of the more overt slurs and you take out some of the more overt racism, yeah, you can get away with it. And Tucker has been getting away with it for years now. So, yeah, well, and even even one of his producers was recently liking posts from VDare on Twitter mm-hmm. because that's what they read. It's a it's a white nationalist website. And so you go, wow, Tucker was promoting the great replacement theory and and these terrible ideas that have been promoted by mass killers. And, you know, as recently as February 27 of 2019, you know, VDare shouted him out on their site, thanking Fox News host Tucker Carlson for support. This is from Newsweek. They said at the time, a website that regularly publishes articles promoting anti-immigrant, white nationalist sentiments. Thanks, Fox News host Tucker Carlson for defending it in a segment that ran Tuesday. They have a mutual admiration society going, and it's pretty clear that Tucker is a creature of that environment. Whether he's going to be upfront about where he's getting some of this stuff or not, that really never was too obvious. But dang, (laughs) if you knew what to look for, you would see this stuff and you would see it a day or two later, like you said, on Tucker's show, cleaned up slightly. But it's not even a whole step from Tucker to some of this stuff in a lot of cases. No, and you you mentioned Vincent James, and this is a, a white nationalist, and Nick Fuentes ally, a guy who's been in the in the far right, the hard right for years now. And you talk about VDare. It's it's a white nationalist site, and but it was also a site that Stephen Miller, the well, it's a white uh-huh. nationalist who served in the Trump administration and and is still part of the America First legal group doing whatever the latest hate campaign is. And you look at all of these people, you even have the Daily Stormer, the openly neo-Nazi website run by Andrew Anglin, who also has shouted out Tucker Carlson and, and called him one of mm-hmm. our guys. And it's very clear who was benefiting from the things that Tucker was saying. And yeah. they were only hiding it enough to not get canceled. Walk right up to the line of defamation and slander and cancel, but not quite step over it. That's That's been Tucker's MO for a number of years. Just, you know, get right there and push it. Grift as hard as you can. Don't get sued. And... So many of the guys that Tucker had on the show, that was their MO as well. They just walk up right to that line, push it as far as they can push it. Hopefully someone else does these things I'm talking about. Um, they're not honest. I don't, I don't know if Andy No has ever actually said the phrase Antifa super soldiers, but he's, he's really tried to create them with his so-called reporting. And let's be clear. There, there is left-wing violence. Shocker, spoiler. There, there are millions upon millions of people in this country who are leftists or Democrats. How many people voted for Joe Biden? Was it eighty million? Yeah, about eighty million. Eighty plus million. So, you put eighty million people together, and and there will be crimes committed and even mm-hmm. violence. But for a guy like Andy, no. 
if you're any one of those 80 million people, or honestly, in some cases, if you just live in a left-wing city, or, well, they're all liberal shithole cities. So if you just live there, well, you're obviously a leftist and you're obviously Antifa. And maybe you posted some anti-Trump meme once upon a time. So you are Antifa. And yeah, <laughs> that's just what he does. And that's he calls everyone Antifa. And everything they do is because they're Antifa. And the threat of more Antifa is always around the corner. And it's just not anything close to real life. Maybe you're vaguely left wing. You liked a couple of tweets one time and you did it because your Antifa group is violent and commits violence for political power. And why won't anyone take this seriously? Yeah, but Tucker did. And they would say nobody else would, nobody else even remotely mainstream or even at Fox would, but mm -hmm. Tucker did. He was the exception. He treated Andy No like a serious person, which is <laughs> the guy with the fake British accent. And it is fake. And maybe we'll find that you can find that clip and compare the voices. But the guy who claimed he had brain damage because a, a milkshake hit him and he said there was concrete in it. And I, I don't think there was any evidence to back that up. But he went on Joe Rogan's show and said this and even... I remember watching that and even Joe Rogan kind of looked at him like, did the doctor tell you that or <laughs> what happened? What, what hit you? And I, I get that. Yes. A, a milkshake hit you and it was embarrassing. <clears throat> and, and there are some people that would, would call that right. assault and, and would say that that's violence and we can't be doing that. But you know, it's it's a milkshake, man. And say what you want about Joe Rogan, but the man makes a good chunk of his living by interviewing people who've just been beaten up. And he knows what <laughs> that kind of thing looks like as well as anybody. So for him to be a little skeptical uh, of some of Andy's more grandiose claims about brain damage, I think is somewhat justified. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't call it pushback, but I think it was a little bit of, are you? Are you sure you want to go? <laughs> you want to go with that? <laughs> and Joe Rogan is obviously on board for all. We had him on his show. He's on board for all the Antifa stuff, and he he buys mm -hmm. into all the things Andy is saying. But even he That's was like, "A little much, buddy." You know, I've seen people get punched <laughs> in the face <laughs> dozens of times, and they're still walking around. They're still talking. You got you got hit mm -hmm. by a milkshake, man. You get hit by somebody who really knows how to hit people <laughs> for twenty five minutes, and you're still somehow able to talk. Yeah, Andy, either you're the softest boy ever or you're making it up. It's one of those two things. It's a milkshake, buddy. Yeah, it's a milkshake. But yeah, Joe Rogan, Tucker, these people taking Andy seriously means he got his subscriptions. He got his clicks and his followers and the money he needs to keep playing a journalist on the Internet. So the reality is that losing Tucker is really going to hurt the right. There's no getting around this. There's no obvious replacement for the millions of viewers he got every night. Yes, there's a hundred guys like Tucker out there, but he was the central hub. He was the ultimate interview, the proof that you'd made it somehow as a right-wing influencer. Now that's gone. And to have the sort of impact you had on Tucker, people are going to have to go do 5, 10, 15, 20 interviews across the right-wing landscape to even reach anywhere close to the same audience as they did with one Tucker spot. Yeah, so when you see the the bitching and the whining the right is doing about Tucker losing his job, you shouldn't feel any sympathy, obviously, but they're complaining because they lost money. That's that's mm -hmm. really 
<laughs> if you want to hurt them, that's how you hurt them. You take away the paycheck. Rupert Murdoch just kneecapped their future earnings potential. And the right is really feeling their feelings about this at the moment. So maybe we should take a look at some of the cope and seethe going on right now over there. Laura Loomer. (laughs) (laughs) It's all part of the globalists plan to demolish every single conservative, every single effective conservative communicator ahead of 2024. Alex Jones, James O'Keefe, Tucker Carlson, Roger Stone. All of them are under attack. They're under attack. Uh, who they seem to be under attack from the most is their own staff. The people who mm-hmm. work with them every day and have to put up with their horrible behavior, such as Alex Jones repeatedly being drunk and demanding his employees bring him more vodka, which we know about thanks to Michael Edison Hayden and the SBLC's reporting. And we have the James O'Keefe uh-huh. letter where he was essentially accused of i can't remember the exact quote to you that but diverting money to fund his own like sort of off 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 broadway (laughs) conservative plays and 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 outright cruel behavior towards his staff that was i think Mm -hmm. that was the quote yeah right right Ah, here's Glenn Greenwald. Tucker was the cable host who, quote, most opposed U.S. proxy war in Ukraine, denounced CIA, FBI, and DHS for its systemic lies and corruption, devoted himself to a pardon for Julian Assange, objected to regime change efforts in Cuba, criticized the Trump administration's militarism. Yeah, Russia's (laughs) Russia's really upset. We get it. I, I we get it, Glenn. You didn't. Mm-hmm. We know, Glenn. <laughs> unspoken. We know. I just want to write over all that text. Russia sad. Russia mad. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Maga. He's got a blue check, but that doesn't mean a lot these days. Um, while the Maga world was blasting Fox News yesterday, Ron DeSantis was completely silent. He even went on the network last night. Murdoch made Ron a multimillionaire through his book deal, and Paul Ryan is advising his campaign. (laughs) Ron is completely controlled by the establishment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Maga, I don't even know who that is, and I don't really care. (laughs) But he does get, he he gets retweeted by Poso more and more recently, so he's an up-and-comer. Shocker. But why? He's, he's, it's a essentially a faceless image with a MAGA hat and his name is Johnny MAGA. And well, he toes the party line. So mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's part of the club and that's, you want to go join this club. If you're listening to this and you think, and I just, I don't know what else to do with my life. I, my job's not working out. If you would like to worship at the cult of MAGA, they are accepting applications every day. Just get on there and do it. Worked for cat turd too. That's right. Steve Bannon. Uh, no reason to watch Fox. Old man Murdoch is pure evil and pure anti-MAGA. Anti-MAGA. Is that different than ultra-MAGA? Yes. I love that he won't post on Twitter because he's he's feuding with Elon Musk and says he's owned by China. So he has people copy his uh, his getters. I don't know what, what are the getter posts, getter... Twitter uh-huh. tweet knockoff things and and puts them on Twitter. But yes, Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon was really he I think was on air when he he found out about Tucker Live and he uh 
he took that one hard because this is a mm-hmm. he knows there's no there's no replacement for this there's nobody that could step into that role there's nobody that can have even close to that sort of impact because Steve Bannon was in a lot of ways kind of a midway point between 4chan and the Donald and all these random accounts and Tucker and a lot of that a lot of the same people that went on Bannon's show also went on Tucker's show and and Bannon is on air I don't even know how many hours a day at this point but sometimes it's three four five hours a day so he can kind of sift through the the weeds and the and the find the needle in the haystack that hey Tucker you should have this guy on he's he really knows how to spread some Nazi talking points without saying he's spreading Nazi talking points. <laughs> and like you said at the very beginning, this is the number one cable news show last month. This is not the number one conservative cable news show. This was the number one rating show amongst everybody on cable news. That's going to hurt. That was the size of the platform that Tucker had yeah. until yesterday. And that's massive. Losing that is going to just rip a hole in that ecosystem. Just bad. Bannon knows this. He knows. He does. Well, and even if Tucker can keep going, because it's not clear. I know Rick Wilson mentioned this on Twitter today, and it's not clear what kind of non-compete clause Tucker would have had. Can he jump right into Newsmax or honestly... I wouldn't even put it past CNN at this point to hire him with what their ratings are and Chris Lick's new attempt to up his ratings by pleasuring the MAGA base. I, I honestly <laughs> wouldn't even be shocked if they did that. But um, does Tucker want to get the rest of his contract is the question. Yeah. And and can he? And what does that even look like? And if he if he can't go to another network, well, it, you know, say he goes to CNN, well, maybe he can keep a good amount of his audience, but it's pretty likely that he can't do that because of the non-compete. I don't see that. And keep in mind, this is a network and a side of things that has spent the last six to 10 years bashing on CNN. Right. Giving CNN a bat. What does this look right. like? He goes over to CNN all of a sudden, like that's going to be a lift. I think getting these people to watch it. If he goes over to Newsmax, his numbers are going to plummet. He goes over to Rumble. Uh-huh. He goes anywhere else. He's going to get a fraction of he, he's going to carry over some of his audience. Some of them are going to follow him. But some of these people watched because they keep Fox News on all day. And mm-hmm. maybe they watched every night or maybe they watched some nights. But it was like a default setting that Fox is on and Tucker's on. And well, <laughs> we'll tune in if we're here if we're paying attention and if you live in a a place that's not where i live um (laughs) rest assured as someone who's lived in the south his whole life there are lots of old people who turn wake up in the morning and turn on fox news and leave it on all day and if you go to most anywhere here that has a tv you go to a diner you go to get your car repaired you go to the doctor's office whatever they're going to have Fox News on. You can't replace that. Yes. Yes, they are. And there's no alternative platform that's even close that's going to provide that audience. And what it's really done is it's driven another massive wedge into the right ahead of what promises to be a very 
contentious primary and a very contentious election because now you've got the Tucker fans that are mad at Fox. They were all able to stay relatively on message in the last several cycles. And I think that this time the infighting just be, might be too much. This is really going to piss some people off and it already really has. You look at like, for instance, you know, Jack Posobiec on this one, which is amazing. How long before Dylan Mulvaney is announced as Tucker's replacement? <laughs> Fox gave a massive W to the left by giving in and canceling Tucker yesterday. No way around this. The blind pig found an acorn, folks. I mean, to some extent, he's really actually correct here. That was a very symbiotic relationship they had going, Fox and Tucker. And Well, and these people don't just take L's. They don't take losses and, and lie down, whatever you want to say. It, it is the Roger Stone strategy of attack, attack, attack. And mm -hmm. looks like, for the moment, they're aiming those attacks at Fox News. And... They're mad. They're going to keep talking about the Uniparty and Fox News is the Uniparty and they're out to destroy our movement. There were plenty of people who already said this was about helping DeSantis and destroying Trump and they want to they want to unperson Donald Trump. Uh, it, it goes into all the things they've been saying about the left, which are not true, but they've been repeating them over and over again. And then you just transfer those talking points from saying it about Chuck Schumer and George Soros to, oh, well, it's Rupert Murdoch and his kids and everyone at Fox, yeah. even Sean Hannity, even they, they barely tolerate Sean Hannity. And if you pay even a little attention to this stuff, Sean Hannity has carried so much water for, for MAGA and for Trump and all this, but he also has Lindsey Graham on his show who they don't like because he's too much of mm -hmm. a of a rhino. Sean is this close to being a rhino for them. This close. <laughs> so all of that this close. stuff they've been putting up with because Tucker was there, well, now they think they don't have to put up with it anymore, and maybe they don't. They're going to lose a good chunk of audience over this. I mean, I, I do think at the end of it, Fox probably comes out ahead here, but I think that- In the short term. In the short term. But I think that Fox's audience is trending older, I think that they're trending less dynamic, less able to get out there and really push the vanguard of the narrative for them. Tucker was a lot of that for those guys. And now they kind of don't have that. This isn't like Bill O'Reilly, who was kind of at the end of his shelf life when they finally let him go anyway. Tucker had years, years. He's not that old. Years to go as a viable brand i yeah. think and all of a sudden he's just gone yeah well he said he was gonna re-up his contract to 2029 or that was the plan and now that's gone so no there is no obvious replacement and they can't just they can't just move tucker somewhere else and have the same effect but now they're gonna start trying they're not gonna just well fox isn't great but we have tucker well now they don't have tucker so now they're gonna go try to try to find and make their own thing and mm -hmm. in the end, in whether it's a year or five years or 20, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think Fox probably felt like this was the right call. And in the short term, I, I see that. In the long run, I think it means anybody under 40, I don't know, maybe that's even that's too, maybe under 50. <laughs> under 60, at least. I mean, they had Brian Kilmeade on as the immediate replacement who stunk up the joint just absolutely was not yeah. what people were probably looking for in that hour. Who knows who they'll put out there tonight. I still <laughs> think so there's a non-zero chance that they end up getting Tulsi Gobbard to do this. I, 
I think she's that terrible. at some point she is, she but is she's terrible. She's terrible at it. The shittiest Tucker knockoff. I feel like they could go find somebody better on, on rumble to, to play that bit. But the one person who probably could hold that audience is Nick Fuentes. Well, I was going to say Glenn Greenwald. You can't. <laughs> Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> well, I mean, why would he want to do that? He's got his own show now, right? Uh, he's got true. his own rumble show and he's got his sub stack and he's probably you know quite rich at this point he doesn't he doesn't need yeah. this and his gated community in brazil and mm-hmm. commenting on yeah. american politics all day long so yeah i don't know i don't know what this looks like there is no obvious replacement for tucker and anybody else you could hire is like very damaged like a nick fuentes or yeah i mean they can't they can't hire nick fuentes Uh, they can't hire a guy who's repeatedly (laughs) joked about the holocaust who jokes about the jews doing 9-11 they can't hire an outright holocaust denier there's there's no getting around that there's no way they can justify that to their audience and that's that's the thing that tucker did is is plenty of guys who are outright blatant holocaust deniers liked him even though he didn't go that far, but that that's kind of that's kind of where the bow tie and the and his family history and all these things work to his favor. Well, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like a Nazi, and he doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. say the Holocaust isn't real. He doesn't make jokes about it. He doesn't say Jews did nine eleven, and I don't I don't know what he personally believes or doesn't believe there, but he's said a lot of other things that these people believe. These people are realistic. They have an idea of what you can say on a national platform and what you can't without getting yourself canceled. And they all respect Tucker for being able to walk right up to that line and push content yeah. that's this short of V-Dare and somehow get away with it. And he's been brilliant at it for years. Yeah, he did. He he managed to get away with so many, so many things and that, that should have ended him or would have ended somebody else. And... And it didn't. So I guess at the end of this, we're still left asking why, <laughs> why, why did Fox news? Well, yeah. really? Why did Rupert Murdoch finally ax Tucker Carlson? Was it the racism? <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> no, probably in, not. In tiny not. little font or in, yeah, that, no, it wasn't that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was, in <laughs> it fact, was not, not the racism. The racism. I had to put it in there because obviously most people would mm-hmm. have an issue no, with the no, racism, no. but apparently, apparently Fox didn't. Right. Okay. That's that's kind of the brand, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> was it the pending lawsuit filed by Tucker's former senior booking producer Abby Grossberg, who has accused Carlson of ignoring the sexism and sexual harassment on his set? Was it the January 6th denialism? Was it related to Dominion and the $787.5 million settlement that Fox had to pay out? Was it the fact that Tucker called a woman the C word? Was it what he said about Fox News higher ups and the leaked text messages that came out because of the Dominion lawsuit? Was it something related to other unspecified rumors of sexual harassment? Was it something else? We honestly don't know, <laughs> and all know. of these possibilities are being floated right now. It could be a combination of things. I saw one person say that that Rupert Murdoch seems to just put up with stuff and ignore it until one day he doesn't. He's a very old man, so maybe it was just one one morning he woke up and said, I'm going to fire Tucker Carlson before I die, and here we are. <laughs> 
Maybe it was Ron DeSantis. I mean, maybe. You don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was Ron and Paul Ryan got to, got together. Meatball Ron and Polly <laughs> Polly Workout got together and decided to yeah. just stick the knife in the guy. Today, the rhino settle all family business. The suddenness of this departure means a lot of people are looking for a story. There's a lot of leaks. Theories are being given to reporters. And we just don't have complete clarity today. We're recording this one day after Tucker was fired. I'm sure more is going to come out soon. And we'll let you know when it does. It's uh, a mad dash right now with everybody trying to get the scoop and lots of uncertainty. And we wish we could be more definitive with you at the moment. But if we tried to do that, we wouldn't exactly feel like we were being honest with you. And more than anything, we want to try and give you the truth here. It did nothing wrong. The truth is out there, man. We just haven't found it yet. <laughs> well, speaking of recent Tucker Carlson guests. <laughs> yeah. So Slate had a recent article titled How Elon Musk Turned the Blue Check Mark into a Scarlet Letter. And it's true. And we think we need to talk about it. So let me read a bit from that story. <laughs> It's an astonishing business story. Famous people from every walk of life you could think of have, in a span of a few days, grabbed their megaphones to tell the world they did not pay for a specific product. Imagine that product is Twitter blue. <laughs> just so we're clear, just in case you're living under a rock, no Wi-Fi. And it's everywhere. Imagine if they felt the need to tell you the same thing every time they passed a restaurant they didn't want to eat at. Most people seem to agree with the celebrities. Available data indicates that Twitter has made very little money from Twitter Blue in its opening months. Blue has a constituency, Elon Musk fans, and some Twitter power users who don't mind being branded as dorks. <laughs> but not, it appears, a big one. Both the eye test and one software developer's query of Twitter's application programming interface suggest that almost literally nobody who had an unpaid checkmark before decided to pay for one under threat of losing it this past week. I believe the number was 28 people. 20, 28 people paid for Twitter Blue so they could keep their blue check. Uh, okay, more here. Some people have decided to pay for Blue and its checkmark, which used to signify some cursory level of trustworthiness or authenticity on Twitter, but now confirms that the user has $8 and a cell phone. <laughs> Many current Blue subscribers have been bewildered or angry that the former Blue Check Brigade, whom they saw as an entitled elite, no longer want the check mark. For instance, there is this guy who believes that weed costs $50 a day and Starbucks writes a customer's name on a coffee cup, not so that they'd know the cup belonged to them, but because having your name on a paper cup makes you feel special. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where if you just said this out in the world, that, that's what I, that's what I think people need to do more. Take these ridiculous tweets that people take seriously as, as news and valuable information. And it's, it's like microchip on the stand in the Douglas Mackey trial. This stuff is funny because it's in a vacuum on the internet and it's not it's not real enough to this. But go out in, in polite society in the real world and and say these things and, and see what, how people respond. And then remember that there are millions of people that are getting their news this way in these shitty dumbass memes. And it it is infecting brains nationwide. 
and it's it's an ongoing problem. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, killing us at this point. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> okay, continuing the, the slate story here. Unfortunately, the real reason most people, and especially those of us who used to be verified, do not want the new check mark is not that exciting. We do not want it because having the check mark circa late April 2023 is embarrassing. Musk has successfully made it a humiliating thing for someone in most social circles to pay for Twitter. It wasn't always this way. As recently as 2022, the author, this is the author still of the slate piece. As recently as 2022, I myself paid for a different version of Twitter Blue, thinking its features justified a few bucks a month. The article continues. How did the Twitter checkmark become toxic? It took multiple strokes of business failure. First, by Musk making Twitter worse. Second, by charging more for Twitter Blue at the same time that he was making the site worse. And third, by making himself an unappealing person for people to associate themselves with in public. The masses are not balking at paying for Twitter Blue because they're trying to shelter themselves within a crumbling elitist internet order, but because they think Musk is offering an unworthy product and is kind of a dick. Consider the moves that (laughs) Musk has made in the last six months he's on Twitter. Musk's ambition is to make Twitter an everything app that users get lost in, like Instagram or TikTok. For now, though, Musk assesses that the company he bought at $44 billion valuation is now worth $20 billion. He has fired or chased off the vast majority of Twitter's staff and slashed infrastructure costs, including those for data centers the companies once relied on. The platform still works in its core functionality of publishing tweets, which is a win for him, but things break a lot. Outages are more frequent. Many users see lots of tweets they don't want to see. There's porn spam in the replies to countless tweets and crypto spam in everyone's direct messages all the time. And the conversion of check marks to a pay product with no relation to authenticity or notoriety has made it harder to identify and curate good information on Twitter. And that's before we get to Musk's transparently self-serving and half-baked crowing about free speech, his unbanning of racist trolls, his concurrent games of footsie with COVID denialists and anti-trans losers, and everything else. The median user experience, ideological repulsion aside, is degraded. Twitter is a less addicting and more annoying social media site. And the article goes on to mention a few more details, like the fact that Twitter Blue's price keeps going up on the site, while the site itself keeps getting worse, and Musk himself continues to be an asshole no one who's a decent human being wants to support. Yeah, and it's time for some full disclosure here. (laughs) Oh, no. I regret to inform you that (laughs) (laughs) both uh, Griff and I have Twitter Blue. We We are the... The let's see, how did it how did they put it here? We apparently don't mind being branded as dorks, as mm-hmm. the Slate article put it. We've been called, I, you worse. know, I, honestly, I, I'm 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 a dork. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm a dork or a nerd. I, it's been too long since I've had that <laughs> debate. But yes, guilty as charged. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> we are we are lame. And and do we feel kind of dirty and terrible about it? Yes. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. But it's helpful for us because the recent code released by Twitter does show that it boosts your engagement, which means more people see your tweets, which is helpful when you're making a podcast and you want people to listen to it. The other stuff like the longer videos is really helpful when we put out promos. The edit button Mm -hmm. is useful, uh, especially when you 
have three children and don't sleep enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we could live and survive without it. Um, and maybe we will. And Twitter is such a mess that, that we might cancel it every month. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of hovering over the, should I still pay for that? Is it really even helping? Mm. I don't know. But uh, please understand, we are just trying to make this podcast work, people. Please cut us just a little <laughs> slack. I, I, and I'm, I'm sorry. You know, and the reason primarily is because we don't want to be, like everyone else, associated with all the people that think this is a great idea. It's become a scarlet letter. And you know, Elon has turned the blue check mark into the mark of the fash. And honestly, even if it makes sense for us, we really hate the idea of supporting Elon or the terrible right wing shit posters who creep around his replies and who Elon boosts all the time on Twitter too. And Elon clearly doesn't care that he's doing those things. He boosts pro Kremlin voices daily. He boosts QAnon accounts. He keeps checking on whatever cat turd is complaining about my engagement. I'm being throttled. Can't be that my tweets are shit. (laughs) Cat turd. (laughs) Mr. Shit's tweets couldn't be shit. That couldn't be the answer. Yeah. The (sighs) the site keeps reinstating QAnon influencers and white nationalists or neo-Nazi accounts. I think it, it slowed down. And for a while, I honestly thought maybe it had stopped, but I really think it's just, slowed down because there's like one person left to reinstate these accounts and Elon's fired everyone else. That's my current theory, (laughs) but it's still, it's still happening. Uh And some, some of these people have gotten banned, but also some of them have gotten reinstated after being banned. And, and why, why were they banned? Why are they reinstated? It's anybody's guess. It's really anybody's guess. I I don't know. Nobody has any idea right now. It's a mess. It's, it's a total black box why anything happens around this place. Yeah. Is the site broken or is Elon personally meddling based on his, what his reply guys are telling him to do that day? Yeah. Well, you know, Cat Turd gives orders and Elon is on it. Concerning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of things that aren't terribly concerning from our point of view, and sorry if we're releasing some spoilers here, but lost in the shuffle of the madness that is every single Newsweek now was Joe Biden's announcement that he's running for president in 2024. Jay, what chance do we give this young new upstart? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, we, we voted for him once, and... Mm-hmm. I I feel like we were some of the first people, at least on Twitter, to to tell people we that, were yeah they should support this guy because we thought he could beat Trump, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice when we get one right. I feel like we we got that one right. I I still I'm not sure that anyone else in the Democratic field could have beat him, and Joe did. No, nope. and I think Joe can do it again. And really, I think now that he's the incumbent. As long as they both stay alive, it seems extremely likely that it's going to be Biden against Trump one more time. And I think as long as Joe has a pulse, he has a very, very good chance of winning and beating Trump. 
I don't know. I, I really have to think hard about that because RFK Jr. has that Kennedy charm going for him. Might make it really hard for Biden with the Tucker Democrats. And Marianne Williamson, she's going to be really tough to beat with the Crystals and Woo crowd. I, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and And I don't think anyone is really wild about the fact that Joe Biden is 80. He's going to be 81 when his second term starts but we are definitely in a <laughs> run what you brung situation and uh biden's a guy right now and to be fair biden has done a really great job in a lot of ways the guy inherited a world-class trash fire on many different fronts and he's done some extremely hard cleanup work i personally don't think anyone who has a shot at being president could have handled the ukraine situation better personally and i think most people see that so to me, the choice is still what it was in 2020. You have the complete authoritarian asshole versus the older, could be your grandfather, Great if grandfather. you're white in a certain age, <laughs> depending. <laughs> the, the older white grandpa type versus the older white creepy uncle business guy that you just absolutely hate. And that's pretty much what we're looking at again. So yeah. I see it going about the same way it went before. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't really see it at this point. I mean, we've had January 6th since that election. We've had Roe versus Wade getting struck down since that election. We've had state legislatures all across the country passing some of the most just absolutely horrible, repressive, back to the dark ages laws that they can. We've seen a lot of reasons why the mask came completely off for some of these people over the last two years. And this is only going to get worse if you vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. And I think we both kind of held out hope that after Biden took office, the Republicans might take their foot off the gas. And instead they got some gorilla glue and some duct tape and a 50-pound mm -hmm. weight, and they've been fueling up as they continue to steam past every checkpoint and potential uh, off-ramp they could have taken. They, they are all in. I don't think they want to stop, and I don't think they know how. And I think nope. it's just whether it's Trump or not, I, I think we are on the same page about it as probably going to be Trump. But if it's Trump, if it's DeSantis, if it's someone else, if it's RFK Jr. who re remembers that he's actually a Republican now, <laughs> um, whoever it is, there's nobody better than Biden. There's nobody who has a better shot of winning, of beating whoever the Republican is than Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at James 
the word for and the letter M, all one word, and Grizza BJJ, G-R-Z-A BJJ, as well as BNW Pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong. <laughs>